At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Feels good to be over-breathing into a mic again. <laughs> this is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community and host of All Things Testosterone. The TRT Community is a Facebook group of patients helping patients navigate the struggles associated with testosterone replacement therapy. We have educational resources at TestosteronePodcast.com, including TRT-related clinical studies and a doctor search tool. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. I forgot that me and you are the, probably the only ones that know that the intro has all that talking stuff in it, so I don't have to do all that now. So it's just like, hey, hey guys, I'm real glad y'all are here. This, uh, it means a lot to me. And we passed 100 episodes sometime in November, December. So we've got Ian and Mikey and Kevin and Eric all here today. Everyone that's been on the show with me in person at some point. And yeah, I appreciate it. Hello, Brandon. <laughs> Hello, Ian. What's, what's going on? Feels good to be over breathing into a mic again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why I, I'm having yeah. you two share. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <clears throat> No, I've, I've gotten a little better in my engineering, so um, I've, I've figured out this thing, I had a, an update, so the noise gate is like superb, and it doesn't doesn't pick up all the same, like before in that Coppell house, the, the, fan. the fan in the living room yeah. would pick mm. up. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yep. So yeah. Ages Mikey, what's ago. new with you? Eons. Eons. Hanging out, man. Yeah. So I did get... Uh, my blood work back. Yeah. I sent you that. Yep. Um, still low. Yep. Uh, like 320. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, and so I'll be contacting CVS to get this prescription filled. Nice. Get closer to that microphone. Yeah. yeah. The noise gets cutting in and out on you. <laughs> so good. contacting CVS. Yeah. Um, so I can get, get started. Get this thing rolling. So Kevin wrote you a prescription. You don't have it yet, though? I did. Yep. No. <laughs> That's no. why there's delays. <laughs> Wrong Kevin. <laughs> um, it's just taking a while. Uh, the pharmacy took forever to call me back. Yeah. Uh, I called them, left them a message. Are they saying they're like out? I've heard a lot of the local pharmacies are having trouble getting testosterone. No. Uh, it just took them forever. It took, uh, I called maybe Tuesday. Yeah. And they just called me back this morning. Nobody was going to tell me that I wasn't switching the video. You're just, just going to let me sink this ship here? <laughs> cool. So you'll have it soon. Yeah. Excited? Very. Nervous? More nervous every day. Yeah. yeah. Like, the really? more real that it gets, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So this will be you, your first go, right? Yep. Yeah. Are yeah. you more nervous about, like, the act of injecting or how it'll go for you? Uh, I think a little bit of both. More more so the, the act. Yeah. Like, I had a dream that... <laughs> I just injected myself. I didn't check the dosage. I didn't check the needle size. Yeah. I didn't. And then it was like I did it in my butt cheek. Yeah. And I was like, did I do it in the right spot? Yeah. Like, am I about to die? I, um, I'm pretty careful when I'm measuring the dose and then I inject it and I always second guess. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just do three times what I was supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get it. 
Kevin, I haven't seen you in uh, it, what two years? Yeah, two years. Two I guess years. you've like, you've got Braveheart hair going on. Yeah, you know, I got the I got the man bun going. <laughs> you know, I work at home, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to uh, grow it out. How long has it been? Fifteen months. Okay. No, the hair. The hair. <laughs> the hair. Fifteen months of, nice. of growth. That's awesome. Yeah. Still don't. You're still the only person in the room with natural testosterone levels that are adequate. I, yeah, and we questioned it for so long. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, you I was bled for this podcast. We, I did. I bled was, uh, slowly. Yeah. Slow, like both, just right? yeah. gelatin was coming out. So oh, I think okay. I mentioned it because Mikey did the same thing, yeah. and I think I told you we did Kevin, and it was yeah. like he just wouldn't bleed. He couldn't yeah. fill up that vial. Yeah. <laughs> we stabbed him like three or four times. Yeah, and oh, then a lot of stabs, and then immediately Multiple went fingers. to, to uh, yeah. band practice, and he he played bass for us, so he's yeah. using his fingers, you know. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, again with the fun. camera guys. Come on, You're just kidding. Home here, so <laughs> I blame the I blame the engineer. <laughs> this is going to be tough. This Did is going to be tricky. Yell at the captain from the. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to have to get somebody to do this for me at some okay. point. Yeah, so um, I don't even know what we're saying, but fifteen months of hair. Two, of hair. two years of, I two mean, years of non seeing you. So okay, your hair was getting unruly the last time I saw you. Did you cut it? Yeah, I cut it at uh, at some point. Okay, yeah. fifteen months ago. Yeah, fifteen months ago. Like I <laughs> had a fade and and all that. So. Yeah, I haven't seen Kevin since. It was about like Ian's hair. Three houses ago for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened fast. So <laughs> that's how we measure. <laughs> well, and I haven't seen you since we did the syndicate. Yep. But even that was virtual for a while, That's right? right? Yeah, because we didn't yet. Yeah, literally, this is the first time I've seen you since we left. That's two employers ago for Kevin. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so three years. It's been three years. Yeah. What do wow. you think? Since March of uh, yeah. pandemic 2020. time. Whatever that was. It's good Kevin's to see life you. is measured yeah. in hair length, employers, <laughs> houses, location, yeah, location of podcasts, bedroom, I think it was, at your tiny house. Yeah, master, yeah. Ian always likes to like out me. I try, I, I put a lot of effort into making this professional and like, you don't know where we are. We could be in my master closet, but it sounds and looks professional. Right. But every time right. we're there, Ian's like, oh yeah, we're in your bathtub. And, like, you're really, you're really looking at uh, breaking down that Is what, this your fifth wall. Suit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this audio is sucking. I can, you're doing great. Yeah. Anyway. hundred episodes under your belt. Yeah. hundred and six or so probably now. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's uh it's been a lot of fun. A lot of work, but I enjoy it. Eric? Yeah. You got a baby kind of. Well, I mean she's a full baby. Yeah. But she's not kind of a baby. <laughs> well, but she is she's a toddler, right? Yeah. She's uh March first she'll be seventeen months. Yeah. So you measure your life in months these days. Mm. That's kind of a standard practice. When does that stop? I think when you hit two years, yeah. I think people are like yeah. right at twenty four. Yeah. yeah. We're at eighteen months, so yeah. I think that's the practice. She's that much older? 18 to 24 months is kind of that. Yeah. Oh, no. You said seven. I was th- So even just then, when you said March, I was thinking March should be two, but March will be 17 months. Correct. So about the same. Is this, yeah. your, is this your first kid? She's number two. Okay. Eight years apart. Yeah, she's got, oh, she's yeah. got one phase oh, age. Nice. So a little, uh, a little unorthodox in the uh, spacing, there, which has been, it's had its moments where it's been really great, and it's had its moments where it has not been so great. For sure. Because you have a nine-year-old that regresses a little bit and, and is kind of taking behavioral cues from a one-year-old. And mm-hmm. then sometimes she's just got 
a servant's heart that just loves to help out and just helps out around the house and helps mom and helps dad and just is very, very good. So we're, you know, we're doing the best that we can to navigate having kids in two very different stages of life, which is, you know, going to a basketball tournament today while you've got a kid in a stroller is not always the most ideal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. Get closer to that mic, bro. I can imagine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've never, I've never been like the "Hey, stop breathing out of your mouth" or "Hey, get closer to the mic" guy before. Stop breathing. I don't know why I'm doing it tonight, but um, anyway. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit first about. Nope, don't look at that. These are surprises. Let me see if I can get this to work. Yeah, I wanted to talk about. First of all, what do y'all think of my 50-inch computer monitor over there? Because I dig it. I use that thing for work. Obviously, I've got this blown. Yeah, I've got this blown up so I can see it from here. But do you also work from here? Yeah. So you just I work from there. Yeah. So you literally. Yeah. You wake up, make coffee, come upstairs. I don't drink coffee, but yes, spark. Wake up, mix a spark. A white monster. Oh no, I don't. I haven't had a monster in four months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. You still drinking them? No, no. I, I, I stopped back in at Sedgwick. You know what else I'm drinking? Can I say that? that uh, yeah, okay. sure. You know what I drink? Seltzer water. Not Topo Chico, mm-hmm. but uh, like the... Spicy water? Or, yeah. yeah. Waterloo. Yeah, Kayla said she saw something it, that described it as if the flavor is um, TV static while somebody yells from another room a fruit. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's what it tastes like. You know, it doesn't have a whole lot uh, going on, but yeah. I saw a tweet like that a couple of years ago when uh, uh, LaCroix came out with some new flavors and it was like uh, hint of hint of lime. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's crazy. Accurate. But it's real Transported true. by a bunch of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I like them because, um, did it again. I like it because, um, it kind of takes that burn like Dr. Pepper and Monster had, you know? But um, yeah, I think you probably turned me on to him having him at your house. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah. And then I've drink a lot of those. I don't drink much Dr. Pepper and I definitely haven't had a monster in a long time and I feel so much better. I don't get that <clears throat> afternoon crash. Mm. You know, that's when you and I worked together, there was, um, I would drink monster every morning and there was a, a, a lady that would pass my office yeah. And unfortunately she had um her son passed and it was supposedly from energy drinks. Who was that? I don't remember her name. Oh my goodness. It was Debbie. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with Debbie. Do, do I know her? I, I'm sure you saw her. Yeah. yeah. And she would guilt trip me every time she came past past my office because she walked in that door and yeah. she immediately passed my office and she'd see a monster on the table. So I became to the point where I was hiding my monsters when she came through. And um, so then I just thought about it and I started just gradually stopping yeah. the energy drink because the alternative was, yeah, <laughs> I was tired of it. I was tired of it. But then I was like, maybe she's got something. Yeah. I mean, we she know obviously not. had an impact yeah. in her life and they're not great for us. Right. Whether, whether they kill you or not. Like, uh, sure. Absolutely not. Yeah. They're, they're not great. They're not good. Yeah. I just started trying to eliminate things because I would get really <laughs> tired about four o'clock and, um, yeah, turns out it was the monster. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, I did want to talk about, so kind of TRT one Oh one, since we've got everybody here, we all had different numbers before we started. Um, 
I've been asked a lot, like these basic questions, like what is low T, what's considered low. Um, my total, I don't remember my free, but my total testosterone before I started TRT was 377. Do you remember what yours was, Ian? Um, Y'all go around and, and talk about your numbers. It probably was, I think it was in the 230s, 240s, I want to say, for a total. When I first, first started, probably three years ago. Yeah, for me, uh, a year ago, I got it first tested, and it was like two, 245, 240, something like that. And then a few weeks ago when I got it tested, it was like 320, 315. So still pretty, pretty yeah. low, but... Kevin, do you remember what yours was? I don't. I don't remember what mine was. Like it was. A it was in the range of <laughs> of normal for my age, but it was slightly on the lower end of that. Yeah. Uh, that Maybe range. like five or six hundred, probably. And I, I wish I remembered because you went to Rachel Lyle, didn't you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 What was yours? Um, I'm gonna beat you all. I I know it was in the hundreds. I want to say it was a, it was like one twenty seven. Yeah, and then I think my my free was like seven point two or something. Okay. That. I mean, like both of them just were absolute yeah. garbage. Yeah. So that kind of backfired on me. I was hoping some of y'all would have been over three hundred because three hundred is the typical cutoff for like what's normal. Um, and I was three seventy seven. Um, I get a lot of questions from guys that are you know. 300, 400, somewhere in that range. So borderline. Yeah, borderline, yeah. and their doctors say there's nothing we can do for you. But, mm. um, you know, we know that free testosterone is, you know, more important than total testosterone. But um, just wanted to kind of define, you know, those of us that are on TRT, what our numbers were before. If you're, doc- you know, even if you're at five or 600 and you're 30 years old, check your total T, see what's going on, you know, or your free T. Uh, I also get a lot of a lot of comments from guys, and Ian, you'll feel this one. But guys in the Facebook group that like to brag about um, their brick and mortar doctor and how they pay zero dollars or twelve dollars a month or something like that. When people are talking about clinic, right? Yeah, like it's almost completely irrelevant. Somebody will say, "Hey, how much does this particular clinic cost?" And guys will start talking, "Oh, that one's one fifty a month or whatever." And then the guys are like, "Well, I pay seven dollars every three months for my testosterone and oh, yeah. insurance covers it." Yeah. For a vial or, and what know. I would say to that is, you know, some guys like like Eric, I'm already on you on the camera. Like Eric, you you get your testosterone at least initially covered through insurance, and you start injecting. No. Well, you went to a doctor that would have accepted your insurance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So. We'll use you as an, as an example still. So, like, you know, Kevin would have taken your insurance. It would have mm-hmm. been no issue, right? Yeah. Um, and you you had very little, like, he gave you your dose. You didn't change it much. You had a little acne, but there weren't, like, you didn't have problems dial, dialing in, you no, know? not really. Well, this guy over here yeah. has been a nightmare to dial in. I have been a nightmare to dial in. <laughs> yes. Kevin didn't have the time to do it. Kevin, Rachel didn't have the time to do it. Like, not the time, but, you know, seeing them twice a year just doesn't cut it for patients like me and Ian. So if you're the guy like Eric, that you can just get your 200 a week and and be great, then by all means, you know, save the money, go to whatever doctor you want to. But a lot of guys have the me and Ian syndrome. Um, And that's, you know, I explained that to you, Mike, initially, um, that if you are a little bit more difficult to dial in, you'll, yeah, you'll need more. (laughs) You'll need more than Kevin can do um, with his twice a year appointments. Yeah. That's all. 
Yeah, it's just some some clinics. You know, it's it's kind of like like you were saying, like they'll give you, hey, do it twice a week, and maybe initially, Eric, you were fine with that, like it worked great for you, but like that, it never worked for me. Like it, I've finally gotten to the point where currently now the the place I'm treating with, I, I visit every you know with Matrix every six to eight weeks yeah. and we're you know doing blood work each and every time and we've tweaked it and now i'm doing basically microdosing uh point, point 0.1 mil every day oh wow uh so it's just a steady yeah and it's a lot of a work steady drip of, of testosterone every morning a lot of work it yeah. costs more money um, yes but it's you know arguably the single most important health marker in your male adult life. Right. But it has me that adjustment alone, switching to that where I was, I was basically doing it. I was doing it twice a week. And then we, you know, switch Kenny, sorry. We, Kenny had me switch to four times a week. Yeah. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and now I'm doing it every single day, every morning at, you know, point one, which is basically, so that's 140, uh, per week. And it's got me, I feel like I finally turned the corner and it's, it's made a huge difference. Really? So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Remind me what the, like, not in terms of issues prior to, to treating, but remind me the issues that you were having as you were treating with the different protocols. Like, were you having acne? Were you had like, um, I know like my dick wasn't working. I I knew that was one of the big issues, but like, (laughs) was there anything else? Uh, yeah. Motivation was in the tank, depression, anxiety, um, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just not feeling like I wanted to do anything like, um, and it's like within a month of changing over to that protocol kind of felt like this uptick and all of that stuff. That's like, awesome. No kidding. And yeah, Is it's, your, it's still not, I mean, we're still, we're still working on some stuff, but that, that has, there's other factors that are in there. Cause you know, things like ferritin, pregnenolone are not where they need to be. So those are, again, it's... it's. But a, those are things that you probably would have never even started focusing in on... At a brick and mortar. At a brick and mortar. No, yeah. no. And that's why it's this, you know, matrix. Yeah. Not You know, going to this kind of specialist where you're paying, you know, the clinic, it's... He, he, yeah. he, you get what you pay for. He's looking at a very granular level at the and, labs. And it doesn't even have to be a matrix. You know, they, they happen to sure. be someone that I think is better than anyone. But any, not any, most um, telemedicine clinics are going to be more thorough or yeah. fine, fine-tune you better than most brick-and-mortar doctors. Right. Going back, kind of piggybacking on Ian, why we started my journey, how I got into involved in this was because of the depression and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something I never knew was a side effect tied into, yeah. tied into yeah. testosterone. Yeah. So, um, my first object or view would be, Hey, my peen doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I didn't think, you know, of the others, but so I want to know how, how's your peen? Yeah. It, I was going to ask it's too. It's a lot, it's a lot better. Good deal. Did, did you ever figure out, because we talked a lot about maybe some of that being emotional. Um, do you think it was testosterone yeah, related? There could have been like the anxiety component in there too, which, you know, <laughs> you know, it just, it's, uh, the topic matter is, you know, it's, it's sort of this, um, vicious cycle, I guess you could say of, of, 
hey, it's not working. That's creating anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, it's going to continue to not work right and yeah. stuff. So I don't know. Just It's this vicious like negative feedback loop, I guess you could say. I, I don't know if that's the right terminology. Not but. related to the HPTA feed, negative feedback loop. No. I have to right. ask for the longtime fans. Is it as big as it's ever been? <laughs> she said that it was as big as it's Dude. ever been. Y'all can't hear that, but I naturally play big yeah. status. You play the drop. You play the drop. Yeah. No, for quite a long time, it was it was a sad situation. So. Yeah. Not sad now, though. <laughs> I I remember you talking about potentially having to inject yourself in the peen. No. And just wait. Oh, did that. no, no. Yeah. And that was something. Yeah. That was something else entirely just to get something checked out, just to make sure yeah, everything. I, and that was fine. But you did it, right? We talked about that in Coppell. You did? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, now there I was like a doctor's about. appointment. Yeah. And then it yes. was like. And it was Trimix. Yeah. That, uh, yes. The P shot. Right. Y- yes. But yeah. He took a needle to the wiener. Wow. It was diagnostic. So they did a. They did a. <laughs> it was a diagnostic. No, no, no. To, to run a diagnostic, and it, there was a. Uh, you know, a, what do they call it? Ultrasound. A needle in your penis. To, d- to detect the if the blood was flowing properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It was. Yeah. They wanted to find like Makes micro sense. tears or something. Something was that? like that. Yeah. Do you, yeah. the, the do you remember what gauge needle it was? No. 24. It was I one of those. 30, I mean, tiny. You know, it's like a McDonald's well. straw. <laughs> no, it just no. hole punched his penis. <laughs> 31. I don't know. Probably, yeah, that's probably accurate. It sounds like terrible. Give your kid a, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> drink from Sonic. Like, and they just I don't know how you forget about that, but yeah. that was two or three years ago now. Yeah, that no, was I, a weird experience. It was obviously Sorry, more traumatic for me. Relive. I wish this was on camera. To be, I mean, the the event. It yeah, probably, yeah. You know, we it, we did my blood finger. We yeah. should have done. Your, it probably your could have been. Um, I mean, there's some crazy stuff on YouTube, guys. Filming. Yeah. Oh, really? It's yeah. a thing. Yeah, that was the doctor's office where. They did the th- they did the injection in one room, and then the ultrasound, like the technician in the ultrasound room, was on the other side of the office. And so I had to walk out uh, with a nice like tent in my pants, going <laughs> back across. And if you were sitting in the lobby, you could have possibly like there there could have been an angle where you could have seen something going on. Yeah, like. And then the front desk, and it's like, were you in a gown? Really? Wait, wait, why did yeah. you have a tent to begin? He had with? it on backwards. That's what, that's what the shot does. Oh, because they okay. He had the gown on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so, tie in the back. So uh, the, there wasn't even like a waistband to tuck it into. Like you were just yeah, it was all, just all out. I honestly did. You do the butt scoot, like where you just shift your butt backwards, so it's a little. <laughs> I like, don't remember. Y'all know yeah, what's like when you pee with a with a boner. <laughs> Little kid in the lobby is just, yeah, kind of like that, Kevin. Kind of. Man, you would honestly. I mean, I I know we're making fun, but you would you would think that they would organize that office a little bit better, like a hotel sort of like adjoining room. Yeah, Yeah. no, they didn't. Mm. He's standing outside of his room like he locked his (laughs) like he locked his key in the room. (laughs) (laughs) So my next uh, my next topic we already already discussed. I was going to ask you about. Miegan's job interview, but you told me that she's waiting to hear back. So yeah, she's yeah. looking. So my wife is looking to get out of the night, the night shift nurse. She's been doing it for her whole career. So 10 or 10, 12 something years, plus years now. 
And it's just, it's um, with an 18 month old at home, it's really, was our first and we just, it's wearing her down. Um, and, you know, our marriage is, is taking a hit from that. She's, you know, just exhausted emotionally, physically, mentally a lot because the job itself is can be mentally taxing. Yeah. Um, just with the cases that she sees. And so she's looking for a position at a, at, at our church uh, and hoping that comes through because that would bring her back to normal um, human hours of like the, the nine to five rhythm that we all yeah. fall into. Yeah. But she has been graveyard shift for, like I said, 12 or 12 plus years now. And that's, that's going to be quite the adjustment. Very yeah. much so. But for the best, for definitely for the best. And even though, even if that doesn't work out, she's looking at other, and I forgot to tell you, she's looking at other daytime sort of nursing clinic positions that yeah. are more, you know, these <clears throat> clinics, maybe an urgent care clinic for pediatric or yeah. something like that. She could be Good a matrix. Have you uh, ever suggested insurance? <laughs> <laughs> she has no. She does not have any interest in a desk job. So she could be a matrix uh, specialist. Right. I mean, I've got she to assume it. you feel like ships passing in the night a lot. I mean, is that, oh, very mm, much so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's got to be yeah, challenging. and yeah, and as we're, we're on the topic, it affects the sex life. It affects yeah. just the emotional intimacy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I can imagine it's taking a back seat, especially with a demanding. You know, time of our time, eighteen month old at home. For those you know, that have been through that stage with with a kid, you know, you know what it's like. It's um, it's exhausting, but it's awesome to watch them grow and develop. But man, it's it's so tiring, and you, your time is not your own anymore. So, mm-hmm. and she she takes the the load of it because you know she's naturally just inclined towards my wife. Um, my daughter is she's this morning we got home, she got home we're i'm trying to get out the door just to go to breakfast so we get we disconnect from she needs to go to bed because she got home from work and my daughter is just we're getting in the car and she's like mama mama i'm like okay i guess i'm you know chopped liver i'm here gonna <laughs> yeah. take you to breakfast we're getting your pancakes you know like, <laughs> yeah right it's your favorite uh, uh, so yeah. i'm ready for a change she's ready for a change i was telling you she almost just up and quit without a plan yeah. the other day because she was so fed up. She just like I need a, I need an end date. I need I need a a, a, a finite period on this because I'm just done. Yeah, so it's rough. We it talked is. about that before or maybe right after y'all got married too about how before how rough it that was would our be. it was our trip to Oklahoma when we got the squat rack the squat rack. Gosh, that was before y'all got married. Yeah, jeez, ten years ago or more. Yeah, so yeah, just how you know I had worked night shift night shift before and it was rough and you know, I couldn't imagine especially doing it for 10 12 years into her late 30s now you know yeah i mean maybe up and up and quitting is the solution well i've been there i've done no, it <laughs> i've seen it i realize he's done it I've no done it. i i think yeah i heard that but i uh i told her that she needs to give me more than 48 hours notice before she does it i said i gave her kind of the time i was like I'm okay with it, but we need to like give it a month. Like, like let's wait till the end of March, and if nothing has uh, nothing has bear, bared fruit, whatever by the end of March, like that's fine. We can we'll make it work. We'll figure it out financially, whatever. But she's just ready. Like I said, she's ready to be done. But 
She's how does she feel about quitting and then telling you two days later? She's actually already done that. Um, he just doesn't know. <laughs> We're Surprise. going live to our guests on the phone. <laughs> Call her one. You're on the air. Call her. Uh, Who are we speaking with? <laughs> so um, I told you, Ian, but um, speaking of church jobs, Kayla just got that part-time position at nice. our church. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know if they've announced it yet or not, but uh, so she'll be, it's like a 16 hour a week um, childcare deal. Which, yeah. you know, just really stirs her affection. She loves doing that stuff. So happy yeah. for her. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, so speaking of our church, we were I'm there. Sorry, not allowed to look at the list. No, don't look at the list. Uh, we were there a couple of weeks ago. Kevin, what the hell are you sorry. doing? And uh, they were doing some sort of trivia, right? And I told you, you were there. I told you about it. Oh, you um, told me about it. I didn't get to see it. But. Well, the the question that they flashed up on the screen in front of, you know, not everyone that goes to our church, but quite a few people was, which member has their own podcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, me. Okay. So then everybody's like, oh, what's your podcast called? What's your podcast called? And I'm like, this is what it is. However, disclaimer, ladies, elders of the church, you know, I talk about <laughs> penis, you know, like back off a little bit, just like I would tell my coworkers, <laughs> this isn't for you. Um but sure enough, like everyone's listened, everyone's reached out to me. Jeremy, uh, the pastor, yeah. um, stopped me last night, <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, man, me and Perry listen to your podcast on a road trip." And oh. I was like, "Both of you together? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Can't wait for your notes." <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, that last part where I said my dick didn't work. Uh, no, no, that's in there. It's, that's going to be a new. It's I mean, in, I've, I've, it's in there twice now. Several episodes. Yeah, I used yeah. a more appropriate term. Peen. Oh, peen. Peen. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, so it, 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 and then a, a bunch of people at my work found out about it recently and, and they started listening too. And it, you know, I love doing this and it's, it's just a little awkward, specifically for women, maybe for the pastor of our church, but mostly just the women that, that listen to it, you know, don't yeah. listen to me talk about my penis. So Megan tells people, for our, our friends, her friends, um, and it's like, okay, let me caveat this with, like, uh, I don't, like, it's cool, yeah, it's fun. Um, we talk about a broad range of, like, real topics just that are important and related to men, men, men's health, testosterone, things like that, but I'm, I'm not recommending that you listen to it, like, women yeah. listen to it, like, it's really not. I mean, I don't even think they would be interested. No. They are. You'd be surprised. Huh. Yeah. Sit around the fire, they, throw the podcast on. Yeah, a couple glasses of wine going, and they're listening to all things testosterone. The reason, glass. though, yeah, I'm switching them. Yeah, uh, Yellowtail, you hear that? What? What are you doing? Sponsor. <laughs> so, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Um, the, oh, the reason the reason that they're interested is because they're like, oh, I listened, and I think my husband needs to listen. So then mm. they turn their husband into uh, it. Okay. Yeah, it's oh, um, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. Big right. thing. not working, right. so I think he needs to listen to it. Yeah. So make sure the camera's on me. This next one's um, a little bit heavy. You know, I I wanted to talk about the I guess embarrassment that I've felt over the years. Um, I, I've talked. To, to all of you at some point about how, and to on the podcast about how I'm going to, I'm going to have my own clinic one day. I want to quit my job. I want to do this full time. I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. And then it doesn't. Um, and it's, it's just become like a burden almost, you know, um, there's been times where, let me back up. I hate being the guy that's like, Hey, this is happening. And then it doesn't happen. 
that that's embarrassing to me. You know, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I don't do it for whatever reason, that sucks. Um, and and so one of those pain points for me over the last, gosh, close to ten years, eight years or so, is is that. Um, however, I just quit my job. I resigned, and I couldn't be more excited about this. Um, doing this podcast Tuesday is my last day at Sedgwick. That is amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. That is fantastic. Yeah, I'm yeah. I hearing appreciate it first it. on the podcast. Man, yeah, I, I was I was going to try to get y'all's raw reactions. You know, not tell you beforehand, but yeah, I I'm out of there on Tuesday. Uh, which, by the way, I do love my new position. So if Dane Street's not treating you right, all right. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, prior. Um, yeah, they, it yeah. is amazing. Um, and I, I hate to leave. In fact, it was one of those, it was almost like graduating high school where you're like looking forward to it, looking forward to it. And then the day that the resignation time comes, it's like, I, I don't want to have this conversation. You know, I'm going to miss this new, not the old stuff. The old stuff sucked, yeah. but this new, uh, I moved into talent acquisition. So I like manage a team of recruiters and this whole new, um, process. And yeah, it's been really, really fun. Like five, six months I've been over there. You were responsible for hiring people. Yeah. So many people. Like wow. 300 people a month, my team would hire. Wow. Yeah. Because the people you were hiring were so terrible that they had to keep. <laughs> <laughs> big, big company. company. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. Very excited for you, man. It's been a long, long, long time coming. And, and yeah. you know what you were saying? Like, you say, hey, this thing's going to happen. This thing's going to happen. And for you, it felt like it was like four or five times, maybe. I, yeah. You, Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Three, four. Where it's like, hey, this is this is kind of boiling up. So mm-hmm. This may this has some steam to it. Like this may be headed that direction. You remember the Boston and, Brothers? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I remember that. And that's why this started. Right? We went and looked at a place on yeah. the tollway. Yeah, we went yeah, and looked at Plano. a space. Yep. Yeah, we looked yep. at that. And I remember you saying like somewhere in the HEB area was where mm-hmm. you were kind of think like. Yep, they yeah. sent me out to uh, to to rent. So this this the clinic space. Are we talking? Yeah, okay. yeah. So a couple of brothers out of Boston. One of them um, sells. He like bedazzles cowboy boots, diamonds and rhinestones, and Denim sells jackets. them like he did the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> um, just boots, Ian. He did the Boston <laughs> Red Sox World Series <laughs> boots. You know whatever. Um, and they they contacted me and were like, hey, let's we want to open a clinic with you. Um, here's the paperwork. We signed a contract there. You know, we're going to pay X amount. You have to start a podcast. That's why I started this because I became contractually obligated to do so. And then, you know, three months later, they completely pulled the plug on their end. And that, that was the closest I'd ever been. But yeah. There's been three that's or four awesome. times where stuff like that's happened. Um, one time I got a text at three o'clock in the morning, just completely nixing, uh, the, the deal that we had that wasn't directly related to a clinic, but that was, um, yeah. Well, I, I feel like I remember this. Yeah, you probably was this do. When I was around at that time. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like 2018 seems, or 19. It seems familiar. Yeah, like 3 a.m. Just like boom, we're done with the sponsorships. We we don't need you. And, and it ended up like he had some mental health issues and he was in the hospital and stuff. That's right. Yeah. I, now I remember. Yeah. When you specified that. Way. <laughs> yeah, that sounds familiar. Congrats. Thanks, yes, man. very, uh, very well deserved. We'll put yeah. it that way. I, you know, like we said, we've been talking about this for a long time, and yeah. you've you've dug in and hustled and kept doing. You it. believe in it, yeah. That's that definitely. You believed in it, and you made it happen. So, well, I, I look at very it like encouraging, a, like a testament to the the drug itself or to the treatment itself. Is because I'm not the type of person that would do something like a podcast or 
you know, a video or whatever, or, you know, just speak. I, I'm the guy that I say it all the time, and I'm the guy that failed or almost failed public speaking. So I accredit a lot of that to testosterone itself and like just lower. And that's why I talked to you about it for the anxiety and stuff. It mm -hmm. just like makes the anxiety almost non-existent. For people that don't know, Brandon was the lead singer of Lamb of God prior to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't sing for more than two bars before I vomit. Like Bert, Bert McCracken. You remember him, the used back in the yes. day? Yeah. He would throw up. He would throw up. He had a bucket on the yeah. side of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. My vocal cords just like vibrate too much and the gag reflex. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. So you started the podcast. Yeah. But I, I remember you talking about like you felt like you had to produce the content. It wasn't something that you necessarily were just like, I love this. I'm excited to do this. It was more so like I'm contractually obligated to do this. Do you feel like having that kind of removed just infused a lot of passion and a lot of like, I'm excited to do this, but I don't feel like I have to do it. I feel yeah. like I want to do it. So I feel like I I was nervous about it. I, it was one of those like, the Boston brothers said, you know, do a podcast. And I was like, I've never thought of that. I've never listened to a podcast. I've never thought about doing a podcast. And I was excited about it, but it was a lot of pressure um, to, to figure out. Like, I didn't know anything about podcasts, you know. Um, now, yeah, I mean, so it became uh, infinitely more fun once I resigned from my job. Then it was like, I... I somehow feel less pressure to do yeah. it. Like it's been difficult for me and Mike to, to schedule time to get things done for me to find the time, um, to come up with the content, you know, to make the show notes, that kind of stuff. Uh, when I was putting together this episode, it was like, this is going to be a two hour episode. I just know it. I've got so many ideas. I'm just going to pick from this list of a hundred things. And, and, and it was, it was freeing and it was easy. Uh, and it was fun again. So yeah, I mean, I think, um, Yes, eventually it became fun, and I, I stopped being as nervous. I still kind of pace around the living room, you know, before before we do this. But before people show up, yeah, just before. And then <laughs> you know, Ian's, the Ian's sitting here talking, and I'm in task mode trying to get stuff set up. And then I don't even know you arrive next, I guess, and just come on in. And yeah, so uh, once we hit record, it it becomes a lot of fun. Yeah, I used to hate show prep though, and I had a lot of fun with this episode. I actually didn't do show prep most of the time; just wing it. I remember the yellow. I remember the yellow notepad. Yeah, yeah. It would be like, have like two words. Four word. scratches on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just shooting from the hip. Yeah. Literal scratches. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes those turn out to be the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, someone was uh, was talking the other day on the forum at testosteronepodcast dot com slash forum um, about you. They were binging all the episodes, and they were a new listener. And they were up to the point to where you were trying to conceive. We talked about that a lot, so that could have been. I need, to get, like, a, I need to get on the forum. Yeah. I just, I, I, you know, being in work all day, just, I just, it's no excuse. I should be on the forum. No, I get it. The last read, thing you I, want to do is get on a screen when you've been staring at a screen. Another yeah. screen, yeah. yeah like, I get not it, like anyway. I'm sitting downstairs in my on my couch looking at my phone screen anyway. So at first it I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to spend the time to grow this. And and it's not as big as the Facebook group, obviously. There's a couple hundred people in there. But now it's a little overwhelming because there's like, oh, you know, 12 people have mentioned me today, and now I have to go read through I've and registered respond. an account. If you, and, yeah, but I, I mentioned you. I, I added you, like, at oh, Ian on there, and you just ignored it completely. I don't get those notifications. I guess <laughs> I got to go in. I can't do anything because I haven't posted. 
That's oh, what it is. It's yeah. like you can't yeah. add a picture because you a vicious cycle. posts or something like that. So, You know, thanks to your podcast, I, I, I don't even get on I, – I haven't been on Instagram in probably a couple of years. Yeah. But I'll get notifications saying <laughs> somebody with testosterone, yeah. something, their name, their testosterone – Wants to be my friend. I'm like, oh. Yeah, they're trying to sell you illegal testosterone. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I occasionally still get notifications uh, when somebody likes one of my yeah. posts or comments yeah. from like, I mean, because I haven't been active in the group for over a year because yeah. I just stopped using social media. And it, it what they liked was definitely a comment that said, inject it into your penis. Probably. Yeah. Probably. You probably. said that a lot. <laughs> That was that was my go-to. I'm not gonna <laughs> he lie. Carries that torch. So. <laughs> I still think one of my favorite, like back and forths between two people, was there were people that were arguing about maybe pellets and gel or cream. Yeah. And the one guy said, "Why don't you take your cream?" <laughs> and that just. I, I don't remember who you were, but thank you for that. Like that has stuck with me for like three years. <laughs> oh, that's funny. probably not even in the group anymore. No, I probably got kicked out. Um, this guy that was talking about binging the episodes, though, he was curious if you had conceived. So yes, spoiler uh, alert. Go. Yeah. Just keep listening. Yeah. yeah, I need to go in there and confirm that we, we have. As of two years ago, more than two years ago, now we have. Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So what do y'all envision as an alpha male? Just give me your thoughts. Like, what's an alpha male to you? Is there, is black there shirt, there? black hat, backwards, tattoos, yeah. glasses, yeah. beard, big beard, <laughs> no podcaster. So, so I'm asking because I feel like, I feel like a lot of people would, would envision somebody like uh, Liver King. Like he would be a good example yeah, of an alpha male. I mean, um, maybe Mike the, the Situation from yeah. Jersey Shore. Yeah. He's probably an alpha male. Yeah. And I'm curious uh, why alpha males are liars or assholes. Like, why can't they just be uh, normal, passionate, caring kind guys, beings, yeah. leaders? You know, like, where where does that line draw? When do you become uh, a non-alpha? When, when are you beta just because you're nice? Oof. Man. Well, I, I think things that wouldn't necessarily be considered virtuous in today's world are things that actually make you a, a, a true alpha male, right? Yeah. Like ahead of your household, care for your care for your wife, care for your children, provide well, right? You show up to things. I, you know, I, I look at my own life and I look at you know Saturdays and Sundays were just like the death of me because my wife wanted to get out, she wanted to go to Costco, she wanted to go shopping, she wanted to just do life because I wasn't home during the week working and couldn't go do it because I was just, you'd go to one store and I'd overheat and I'd be exhausted and just, and just even now, like just being able to reflect on the ability to do that and just like actually be present with my family. Yeah. Go to games and just be able to have the act to be able to have the energy and the drive to be able to do those things uninhibited and just feel like I can just live my life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like that that is a hill that I am willing to die on every single day. That is that is what a man should be. Yeah, I I agree hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely, See, I, I agree with that too. I think the alpha male has has got a, a bad rap, um, and it's turned into something that it's that it's douchey. Yeah, so to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, 
I don't think, um, I think being the head of household, being decisive in decisions, taking care of your family, all that is, is something we all do. Yeah. We all do it. And I think that is maybe the standard of an alpha male, maybe going back in, in time. But nowadays it's, it's turned into kind of a negative connotation. Uh, I was going to ask that specifically. So you think when somebody calls someone an alpha male, it's a negative thing? Yes, but I also think maybe guys turn into they they morph into that kind of role because they hear that that's what women like. Yeah, I don't even know if it's so much that women like that because I think if you ask the vast majority of women what do they want in men, what we just said—a man that takes care of you, a man that provides for you, a man that's strong, a man that cares for—like those are the traits that they want. But the men, the men that are actually incentivized for the way that they are through sex, through promiscuity, whatever, are the people that we're talking about. They're the guys yeah. that are just gym rats that are, you know, 250 pounds, brick shit houses that just treat women like garbage. There was a, a TikTok video or something that I saw recently that was um, some brick shit house that was talking about, you know, women don't really actually want a dad bod. And then it was a stitch. I don't know if you guys know what a stitch is, but it was a stitch. I'm aware. So the guy, the, the guy that was actually filming the, the video, it was like a reply to the douchebags video. And he was like, you know, let me tell you why, why women do prefer um, the dad bod, because that means that there are priorities there. If you've got time to spend meal prepping like you do and, and working out like you do, you definitely don't have time for the soccer games or for the family or for, mm. you know, taking, yeah. pursuing someone. And, you know, because that's all of those that's things are me centric. Yeah, right? exactly. If, if if my body is not in 100% perfect shape, but I'm at my kids' games, I'm at you know practice, I'm getting up at 6 o'clock while my wife is still sleeping. And, and this is true for my family. Yeah. I get up at 6 o'clock on Tuesdays to take my daughter to choir practice. Every other day of the week, I'm up at 6.30. I make her lunch, I make her breakfast, and we're out the door by 7.15, 7.20. Yeah. Right? My wife is still asleep because I've got a 17-month-old at home that sleeps until... Seven thirty, eight o'clock, and so it's like, hey, you know what? You're at home taking care of our family. Sleep in, yeah, right. Yeah, I made a post on Instagram after our uh, the marriage night last night at the church, and you know it was just a picture of us there, and then said something like, um, you know, pursue your wife, um, do some laundry, do some dishes, clean up around the house. Like these are the communicate with her. Yeah, and and one guy made a comment, and that's what made me think of this alpha male thing. He made a comment, and it was just something simple like, um, what if I'm not interested in, you know, what if I'm interested in playing the field? Like, and first of all, wait, the, yeah. What so you, like, like he just said, what, what about the guys that aren't interested in having a wife? Oh, okay. Okay. So oh, you meant him personally no, no, no. being married. No, no. Okay. So, so yeah, it He's was, asking, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I'm married, yeah, but I want to, I'm looking for some advice. As public as yeah. possible. And you know, my, my first <laughs> response in my brain was, yeah, I'm not talking to you. You know, if you're not interested in having a wife, I'm not trying to tell you how to get or maintain a wife. Um, but then second, it kind of took me down this alpha, alpha male rabbit hole, you know, and it yeah. was just like, but I actually like what you're saying, Kevin, that, um, that it's, it's easier to look at it like it's in a negative connotation and it's like, Oh, you're a douchebag because you're yeah. an alpha male. I mean, I, I think I might be the only single guy here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been on the dating apps and all that for quite a couple of years, a couple of years now. 
And um, you you see this amongst um, the women that when they in their profiles is I want an alpha male, a dominant man. Mm. Now, am I not sure what they're talking about? Are we talking about that a dominant man in in relation to life? Or are we talking about a dominant man in the bedroom? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Probably both. Could be both. Yeah, could be both. But, I don't know. But does that does that mean they want a jerk? Is that what they're asking for? Are they the you know type think, of woman? I think a lot of women think that that's what they want. Yeah, yeah. And then and then something psychologically happens that it it's like cyclical, where it's like that's all they know. Yeah. So that's all they go to, right? And and it's no different for men, right? Like men find kind of the same woman, and it's yeah. you sure. know I think it's also a drama aspect. Some people are more drawn to yeah that the conflict or the chase or the conflict or the chase, whatever it is in a relationship, man, man or woman, they, they kind of thrive in the relationship that this makes it feel good. This makes it feel active. This makes it feel sure. There's still a fire lit. Exactly. Exactly. I like it. You're profound today. You got a lot of good insight. Am I? Yeah. All right. All right. Feeling good these days. Uh, about no? the same. Yeah. How's your mental health? <laughs> you need that testosterone. <laughs> you seem to be doing well. I mean, you got the Braveheart hair going on, but you seem confident. I, I like to say this is depression hair. Okay. I mean, it's, 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 I'm not going to go into specifics, but it's been a, a hard two rows. I'm two, two years. Two yeah. Rows. Two Were years. you still thinking cornrows like hair? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking of the restaurant, two rows. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Do you think? Do you think it was? Uh, it's. <laughs> think it's been difficult for you because of COVID, or just not specifically like other things that have gone on. No, I don't think COVID really had anything to do with it. Because I've had COVID for two years. <laughs> I, I, I've had it a few times. So sort of. So maybe. <laughs> but I don't. No, I don't think COVID had anything to do with uh, with anything. I was just thinking because you're not. Like me and you are not the type of guy that that needed that daily interaction with humans, right. you know. So I, I'm fine working at home and interacting on Zoom or Teams, whatever it yeah. is. I'm okay with it. it. You don't like it? I'm like the extrovert's extrovert. Yeah, like I hear. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think most For people, sure. like even people that think they're extrovert, I, I still think that like. I can't do the, I work from home yeah. because I'll just find other stuff around the house to do. And yeah. I'll just like, cause I like being around my family and my wife and my kids. So like, I'll just, I'll figure out how to do that stuff. And then be like, Oh crap, I still got to do work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, I need to be in the office, but I also need that interaction with people, um, that aren't my wife and kids. Cause that, yeah. that, that stimulates me. That, that gives me something. I actually heard this, um, I think Simon Sinek said it. He was talking about the difference between introverts and extroverts. And he said, you can think about it like this. He said, think about it like coins. So an introvert wakes up in the morning and they have five coins and every kind of meaningful interaction that they have, they spend a coin. So by the time they get to the end of the day, they have no coins left. And so that's why like my wife, I get to the end of the day and it's like, Hey, do you want to go out with some friends? And it's like, no, I'm just really not there. Right. Especially with two kids at home. Whereas me, I wake up and I have zero coins, and throughout the day, as I have meaningful kind of interactions with people, I gain coins. So by the end of the day, I'm just like, let's freaking stealers. go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I always thought that I was uh, an introvert, and I still think I I lean more that direction. But it wasn't until uh, leadership role at Sedgwick where I was like, oh, I do like 
I do like talking to people, you know, I had a lot yeah. of fun with that. I, I, I we kind of got, you and I both are, are introverts yeah. and we, and Kyle mentored us into these leadership roles that we and, loved. And we did. We, and I agree with you. I think once we got thrown into that and we were forced into yeah. kind of being exposed and learning how to lead meetings and mentoring others on the team and developing them. Felt great. Yeah. It felt if, really good. If, if I went back to the coin reference, though, it was definitely exhausting. I definitely oh, sure. left Absolutely. left the day with no coins. Yes. So I guess that would be like a sign, uh, introvert for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I was never, like, I was the guy, I wanted to leave my office for lunch every day, even if I'm just eating in my truck. I got to get away. Which is what I did, too. Yeah. Yes. I, I went out to my truck and ate I can, every day. I can relate to that. Working at home full time, I, I want to go out for lunch. You're the, every but you're night. the, it's different. Don't mishear me, Ian, because you'll go to a restaurant by yourself. Yes, I will. I'm eating in my truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm driving through, grabbing Jason's Deli, going back to the truck to be alone. Yeah. But I know that, that you're the guy that sweet, would go. Sweet alone, yes. quiet, listen to the radio. Nobody's yeah. bothering you. Yep. Yeah. I'll have sweet my, alone. Time. Have my AirPods or something. Watching Breaking to, Bad on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Something for the like ninth that. time. But yeah, I don't. I don't mind eating alone. It doesn't. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. It's not the eating alone that bothers me. It's that I'm leaving the office to not be around people. Yeah. You just had. You had too much interaction. Yeah. I think Perfect. it's fair to say. <laughs> no, I think it's fair to say that that the, the introversion extroversion is a spectrum. Yeah, we all fall somewhere, oh, for sure. yeah. somewhere on that. Yeah, I think though, for me talking, you know, you and Brandon talking and Eric talking about the work experiences, like my transition to a new job, which was a little over two months ago. Yeah, time right with that protocol, and I don't want to sound cheesy hokey here. Like when the protocol changed with when I was, you know, working with Kenny and Matrix, you know. We changed the protocol, what I was doing, added some things in. Um, I I feel like I've thrived. Like, in, in the in the job has forced me into certain um, speaking sort of just assignment, like you know that I have to take lead on. Yeah. I, I have to be. I have to not just sit back. Like I told myself, I can't just sit back and be like wait for things to come to me. I have to go out and pursue like. Hey, what can I help with? What can I pick up for you? Where can I provide lift for you uh, in this? And I feel like it's really paid off well with being two months, two plus months into this job. Like, uh, just really great relationships with coworkers already developed. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it may not be credit all to testosterone, but it certainly has certainly has motivated me, pushed me to seek more. I wouldn't say leadership, but just pro- being proactive and yeah. going chasing. Yeah. Where can I help? Where can I pick? Where can I pick up? You know, if you need something done, and I can do eighty percent, get you eighty percent of the way there, and you can come back and clean up anything that I might have messed up and finish up twenty percent. Like I'm glad to help. You know, yeah. And I'm just I, that's never been me. I've always just been like waiting for my work assignment, waiting for mm-hmm. uh, you know when we're in, you know insurance claims, and it's just like waiting for claims to hit your desk. And it's, it's just a different world now that I'm in. And maybe some of that's forced it, but it's, it's amazing how it's changed my whole mentality, motivation. Um, now, can I just say to that yeah. from an outside perspective um, of knowing you, I've known Ian since 2009. Yeah. yeah. And um, right. we, we work together. That's how we know each other is because we work together. Right. And 
Uh, Ian and I have always been on the same team, <clears throat> basically since 2009. Yeah, basically. We worked when on the we, same when team. We worked together, yeah. So, um, like, when did you meet him? 2009, 2009. again. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, but uh, from an outside perspective, um, from when I first met you, you seemed really shy yeah. and quiet and kind of were a wallflower. Um, I got videos of him doing situations. the Dougie. So. Oh. <laughs> it's about the same time I met Brandon, which was yeah. 2009. 2009. <laughs> so. so you guys met when? 2009. Actually, it was okay, 2010. Ahead, no, I, see, I can Thank see you. the absolute yeah. change that has happened since I've known you for over a decade. Thank you. Since 2009. Um, and not having seen you in two years or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But even even prior to, even yeah, yeah, two years yeah. ago, you were you're you're a different person than than when I knew you when I worked with you at, at right. Cigna. So we sat next to you. Together. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> we we were the janitorial. We we referred to ourselves as the janitorial of our team. Yeah, we just cleaned up everything. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel days. like the changes have worked their way into just your everyday life outside of work? Yes. Yeah. I'm just with an active 18 month old. I mean, that takes a lot of, a lot of energy to keep up with. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely there. I've, I've, I'm actually, I've started a you know new workout routine and I'm getting up at five, five thirty in the mornings, going to the gym, doing, um, uh, you know, I'll do, I'll do weights and then I'll do like a, the, there's a spin class at the gym. I'll do every now and then just for some good cardio, get the heart pumping, but do weights and stuff. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I never, as of six months ago, I wasn't motivated at all to do any of that. I wanted to sleep in. My wife was like, you need to set an alarm. Like why I'm working at home. I just want to sleep in as much as I can and then just walk over to my computer and log on. She's like, you need to start getting in a routine, you know, and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, the motivation's just not there. And mm-hmm. I don't, it's something's flipped. I mean, it's, that's uh, awesome. Honestly, there's, there's a, a real at 5 a.m. is crazy, but there's a real big benefit to framing your day. Yes. And you know, whether it's a, ice bath or a, a five minute meditation or a devotional or whatever, you know, like that's, that sets the day in the, in the right There's direction. There's a tone. Yeah. yeah. Are you tone. doing ice baths? No, I, I'm yeah, a, I'm a cold good. shower guy. I do. Are you really? Cold? I do enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy a cold shower. I wish I had the, really? I wish yeah. I had the, like facilitate an ice bath every night, like once a week, maybe. Yeah. I would love to do ice baths. Like do I, I've done the cold put it on my back porch yeah. or something. Dude, the first one I stood I, in my shower for like, Two minutes and just had to like talk myself into it. Yeah. What do you, so I, I, I don't see uh, <laughs> what's the uh, benefit of a, a cold shower so, or a so ice bath? So it's in well, the ice bath probably has more benefits. It's invigorating for one, it really wakes you up and gets you going, gets the I blood, bet it does. gets the blood flowing. Uh, there's, there's a lot of health benefits to it. I'm not smart enough to know, but increases you, brown fat levels, which are like the healthy fat. See, there you go. So there's a, there's a, it helps, it helps with your breathing. Can I talk about another podcast on a podcast? Of course you can. So Andrew Huberman is a, he's talked about us. Has he really? Yeah, he sure has. <laughs> That's okay. So maybe one of the greatest podcasts that I've ever listened to was the episode where he mentioned this podcast. I haven't, but I, <laughs> I, I, I will, I will go back and listen. Go ahead. The greatest, maybe What's the, the greatest. What's the name of the podcast? So the uh, Huberman, Huberman Labs. Yeah. He's a neuro, he's a neuroscientist at Stanford. 
but Jocko Willink is a former Navy SEAL. He worked with like Chris Kyle and like all these dudes that were Navy SEALs. He's no longer in the SEALs. He's retired, but he has a business that does like consulting and he has a pod, uh, podcast called Jocko Podcast. And so Huberman is on Jocko's podcast. It's a five hour episode wow. straight through. <laughs> Dang. And so they're talking about all this. And one of the big things they talk about is, is uh, ice baths. And so, um, so it's funny. He was talking about how like a lot of guys, like you'll see videos where they do the ice baths and they get in and they're just like super still. And he I said, heard this one. He said, it's actually like your body will actually form a thermo layer around it. And so it's actually not way. as good as yeah. like, so we have in the palms of our hands and the, in the bottoms of our feet uh, are the areas that will lose heat the most, right? So you think about like you're laying in bed, you're hot. What do you do? You pop a foot out of the sheet and then you start cooling down because we lose heat through our feet and our hands. And so he said, like, if you really wanted to get the most out of an ice bath, he said, start moving your body around, kicking your feet, kicking your hands. The the health benefits, they said, from the ice bath, uh, the, the research isn't, there's not enough there just because um, everybody showers different. So there's not enough research to say, like, how long you need to do it. But a true ice bath, you only need 11 minutes a week to get, like, maximum benefits. But he was I talking, could do that. But he was yeah, talking I about. I think I could do that. Um, yeah. So the benefits are essentially uh, your body is creating energy. Like, our body actually has the ability to create energy because um, what you experience is adrenaline. And so your body is basically experiencing this adrenaline rush, right? And so adrenaline, uh, if I remember correctly, is kind of the precursor to dopamine, which is basically like, it's like the greatest thing that your body can experience. Uh, Anyways, long-term. But he said, the thing about adrenaline is that it's not like one plus one because you get these waves of adrenaline. He said, it's not one plus one equals two. It's like one plus one equals two. And then the next wave is like one plus one equals four. Right. And so that's why like being in an ice bath for like two or three minutes at a time, that's why it's so tremendously helpful. Um, but yeah, I've, I've listened to a lot of stuff about it. I've, I've read a lot of stuff about it. I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It's just like, I, I've seen, there's a video on YouTube of a guy that's like, yeah, you can buy one for $20,000 or I'll build one from Home Depot for $1,500. And I'm just like, an ice bath. Yes. I don't know I- how you do it. I mean, a lot of the people that I'm seeing just have a, a, a horse trough in the Tractors backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, it freezes up, and yeah. they go out there with a the shovel and break it up, and then they just jump in it. Yeah. Actually, speaking of depression, um, I heard on another podcast that one of the guys was saying, like, with all the drugs that he's taken, with all, like, legal, illegal, everything he's ever tried— Nothing works as good as an ice ice bath. Wow, he huh. he has been able to get off of his medication because like by doing ice ice baths regularly. <laughs> that might be yeah. a guy that Andrew Andrew Huberman talked about. So he said that there's one of his colleagues at Stanford that did a study with a guy that was addicted to uh, cocaine, mm. and he was able to wean himself off of cocaine by doing ice baths. Because so with cocaine, the way that dopamine works is you have a baseline. You take cocaine, it spikes up super high, and then when you come back down, you don't go to baseline. You actually go below, right? And so he said the way that ice baths work is it goes up, but it gradually comes down. It's not just a huge drop, but when it comes down, it comes back down to baseline. But Mm -hmm. that come down off of like cocaine is like very, very quick, 
maybe like 30 minutes or whatever, an hour. He said with dopamine, that come down is like two or three hours. So you feel the effects of it a lot, a lot longer. And so this guy who's used cocaine for a super long period of time said is the closest thing that I can replicate wow. that my body does naturally yeah. to replicate that feeling of like Lord. high and then come down. It, you know what I I'm know, doing tomorrow? <laughs> I know, I know, Ice bath nation. I know that the, you know our showers are different, right? But is yeah. there is there a certain temperature for a certain amount of time? So I think I think they said forty degrees is like the optimal, mm-hmm. and that's where you get like eleven minutes a week, and that's kind of the kind of best place. He said that you can actually gain tolerance to it. So like if you can't do the 40 minute or the 40 degrees for X amount of time, start in like the sixties and then just kind of stair step your way down. Yeah. Which I think that's, is that 11? Do you think that's 11 minutes cumulative for the week? Cumulative for the week? Not all at once. Yeah. Correct. So like over the, over the course of like three, four days, just do like two to two to three minutes a couple days a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you do like, don't, don't underestimate three minutes in a bath of ice. That's a long time. That's got to feel like an eternity. Yeah. I, especially if if you're moving around like Huberman was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, all these, uh, you know, athletes, it's part, it's part of their protocol is to take ice baths. Recovery. I I imagine you can build some kind of tolerance, you know, you get used to it, but, I mean, I do for sure, just with the, the cold shower. And, and usually I'll start with a hot shower and then I'll just shut it down to cold before I get out. And <laughs> mostly so I can wake That's up. That's probably really challenging. Yeah, because okay. it gets, it's like going from the hot tub to the pool, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's... Um, here's, a, here's a podcast <laughs> idea for the summer. Let's, uh, let's, let's do a podcast episode Skinny on dipping. your back porch. In the pool? Let's each <laughs> All take in turns. Ice baths. We have one ice bath and each person takes two-minute turns. And and Brandon or whoever will be just next next to them, just interviewing how how they're doing. <laughs> when, Actually, that's, that's when, pretty fun. When Ian starts talking like that, does anyone else? You never know where he's going, right? Like you <laughs> land the plane, but I never know where. I which got a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you it's a great idea, here. though. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'll I'm, com- I'm committing to it now. <laughs> okay, Sounds I'll fun. come back to uh, West Louisiana to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did it take you an hour to get here? It did. Yeah. But probably all of you in about an hour. Yes. Yep. Right yeah. in an hour. <laughs> exactly uh, an hour, actually. All right. So you got to get the trough. You got to supply the trough. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we do that. We'll uh, I'm sure he's got a tractor supply around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I got needs for you boys. I already got a trough. <laughs> it's in the garage. Uh, do you really? <laughs> yeah. It's not big enough for an ice bath, though. All right. Uh, it, it could be. I, I could get it. Then what's it for? Dog water. Oh, okay. But it's, I don't know how many gallons. I mean, it's, it's that long. Big dog That one. deep. I could probably fit in it. You could probably Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably a 40 gallon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's a half size of a bathtub, I'd say. Oh, yeah. yeah you can shove me in. I'll be good. So I, um, two minutes. Segwaying, I found myself telling the Josh Monica wedding punch through the wall story to oh, my oh, children. Everyone... To your children? To my children. Oh, the wow. Okay. All right. So back up. How, how did it? come around to that has, um, has everyone here heard it no yes i okay i might have heard it from the i think previous, i've been around enough to yeah. to have heard some of the crazy this is stories from the previous regime also yeah so. so um we were at mutual friends wedding in west virginia ian and myself was it i hate to be that guy was it virginia or west virginia i don't remember so they are from Not relevant so, to the story. so, <laughs> so they're That's from me. west virginia uh, 
but they might have actually gotten married in Virginia. Okay. We were in both. We went That's through true. DC. I mean, we were we were there. We I don't know where the, the wedding was. Point. I actually think I punched the guy from Virginia to Into West Virginia. West, yeah. Back home to West <laughs> Virginia. Were the people getting married cousins? No. no. Probably Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Virginia. <laughs> so good question. Damn it, Kevin. What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> This is a new house. I'm looking around. Where's your keyboard? Can't you do? No, you I, can hit B and the screen will go black. Is it a PowerPoint? No, it's uh, not a PowerPoint. It's a OneNote. You guys are jerks. <laughs> it's just a word dog. Okay, so we're at the wedding. Um, I I had it's a couple of beers, down. but yeah, it's om- it's like 15 minutes before they're like, hey, we need everyone to leave now. Um, and I had only had a couple of beers, but there was a gentleman there that had. Many, many. I'm telling you, I've told you this story before. And the bar, there was a gentleman there that had yeah. had many, many more. So the bar. Let me interject. Yeah. So, the, so there was an open bar for a while, but then they were like, uh, "We've reached the limit, so it's now cash bar." I don't know what that point was. It was it was a do- it was a time or a dollar. Oh, okay. Dollar so like figure. the bride and groom say, "Hey, we're going to spend X amount of money," and then after a that, grand or what? I don't yeah. know. Okay. $50. Yeah. So after it's the fifty dollars was gone, <laughs> they were from they were from here. We. Went there, I don't know. Your money goes family. farther when you're over in the <laughs> Appalachian Trail. <laughs> they were getting some ginseng, farming uh, so, it. Yeah, moonshine. I think, yeah, okay, Brandon, take it All up, right, take so, it away. so we're at the wedding. Apparently, it just switched over to a cash bar, and uh, this guy was really drunk. And I, I don't, I, I didn't know any of this story at the time, but what had happened is this guy was getting pretty handsy with this other guy, not, not like flirting with him. They were like starting to kind of shove a little bit. Um, ended up throwing a headbutt, and the guy that he headbutted was a was a marine, an active marine, not even like a retired. Like he was in oh. the marines at the time. Jason, I thought it was the guy that did the wedding. That was the officiant of the wedding. Yeah, that's coming. Oh, he started it with Jason Grammo. Okay, yeah. Um, and so I didn't know any of that, but I looked up, and this drunk guy had his hands around the throat of the minister of the wedding officiant. Wow. And who happened to be uh, my wife's bro- uh, step step brother in law at the time? Yes. Okay. So, and he's a small guy, uh, Freddie. He's not big. He's probably five eight. And the other guy wasn't huge, but he was bigger than Freddie. And so he had his hands around his throat. And I have always been bigger than average, and can usually kind of defuse a situation like that. And it's just like, hey, you need to calm down. So I grabbed the guy, and and I just kind of pushed him, not like you know, aggressively, but like, Hey, you need to take a beat. And he put his hands around my throat. Mm. And so before, before I even know, knew what was happening, (laughs) before I even knew what was happening, I gave him one of the, the knock the arms off with my left and an uppercut with my right. And and maybe a jab, I don't know. And he went from the room that we were in through the wall and into the next room. (laughs) And uh he oh, yeah. it right through the <laughs> And and so like I remember the bartenders and like the, the owner of the place they were freaking out because it was like do you remember this? It was their first time to host yeah, a wedding at that, yeah, at that it was. venue. Oh, and it was and it was a who's gonna pay you. for the who's gonna pay for this, who's gonna fix this kind they of were deal. Flipping out. Have and we looked to see if they've hosted any more since. <laughs> <laughs> I did so when I told this story to my children a couple weeks ago, I looked up uh Claire was her name. That was his the the drunk guy's fiance. Okay. And they're married. Okay. She went ahead and married this dude. He was Meh. Yeah, because their jerk. vows 
Well, they weren't married then. They're married now. They were fianced at the time. Oh, yeah, gotcha. She went through with it. But it, it, apparently he was, this Sickness was like his Didn't thing. scare her off. <laughs> so I, I found just, myself telling the kids this story. Yeah. And I, I told Kayla later, like, you you have to be the better judgment there because they haven't shut up about it since. Like even little Faye is like, I'm going to punch you through the wall, you know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it was a, a good sheet of drywall that need replacing. It was, yeah. And I, and I remember looking over from the bar, getting a drink and I'm like, what is going on? Like Brandon just punched, punched some, how did this devolve <laughs> to this point? And then, it, then yeah, like the bartender and the owner that's behind the bar, they're they're freaking out. Like, we're never going to host another wedding here. Like, <laughs> this is it. This we gave it a try, and this is what happened. So Jason Grandma ended up paying for the damages. By the way, oh. he was drunk, drunk too, and he didn't start it, but he escalated it. The Marine, I, uh, he was like the best man, or at least a groomsman, and he escalated the situation. So he felt compelled. Me, I'm like, no way. I was saving the life of the minister. I'm not paying for anything, whatever. Was, Sorry, I ruined your wedding. It was so they were weird good that friends the of ours. Minister guy was in the middle of it too. He, yeah, he was trying to break it up. I think he was a little odd too. In my he, opinion, he's a little hot headed. Uh, yeah, he, that's he, the impression so I got he does there. a prison ministry. Uh, so he's a chaplain. He's not actually a minister. I don't. Know. Yeah. So he does. He's a prison thing. So he's around the rougher guys. And, so he's seen some shit. Yeah, seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you um, feel about this for merchandise? Punch your low testosterone through the wall. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. I, the, yeah, the video is playing back in my head. Like that moment. It's it's insane. And then I think there was some heated like. In the parking lot, yeah. garage afterwards, like, oh, where's he at? Where's he at? Like, yeah. I, I seem to remember that, like, the Jason guy was... Yeah, he was running around, you know, looking for him. This guy, so trouble. the dude that went through the wall, he was jacked up. Like, yeah. his, you know, at one point, it was like, hey, we need to finish cleaning up this venue. And I, I looked down at this guy laying on the floor, and I was like, you see this? You see all, like, I did that? We should probably head on out. Yeah, you know, there, was a, a, there was a need to escape the situation yeah. before any... Um, yeah. But we more trouble. We went out to the parking garage and he was getting cuffed and he he went to jail that night. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, definitely spent the night in the jail. Sounds like a lot of testosterone. (laughs) I yeah, I was on TRT for sure. The sheriffs in this Virginia, West Virginia question mark town are listening to this episode right now. We got him looking for that. Let's go to West Louisiana. We got our guy. So I found myself telling this story because I I found myself in a situation where my adrenaline was pumping similar to the way that it was that night. And we came home from uh, the girls volleyball game on Friday night and I pulled into the driveway and Leilani, a 16 year old looks out the window of the truck and says, I think they're trying to break into my car. And so I put the truck in, like, I, I glance and in I just see, in my driveway, yeah. I see figures. So I throw the, you know, stop the truck short of where I would normally park. I jump out, tell the family to go inside. I run around the side of the truck and there's there's three men standing there. By this time, they see us and they've made their way out to the bushes that, you know, at the end of the... What was that? I just pulled my keys out to lock my car. Oh. <laughs> no, so, so they're like That's by funny. the bushes, almost to the street at this point, and I'm briskly walking towards them, and I'm, you know, who are you? What are you doing? That kind of thing. And um, Can I ask if you're carrying? Or? No, I was not. Oh. I was not. No, I, I stopped. Uh, because we take a lot of road trips yeah. and have younger kids, I don't keep it in the truck anymore, yeah. usually. I'll take it with me, but not to a volleyball game. Sure. You know? um, 
And I'm glad I wasn't because yeah. uh, they were all wearing hoods, hoodies with hoods up. Right. That should have been my first indicator because that is a dumb teen thing to do. They were kids. Yeah. And so I'm after I realized that they were teenagers, I'm still headed out to them. And, you know, at, I'm 60 yards away from them probably at, at one point. So it, it's taken a bit. I'm not sprinting at them. I'm just trying to discern what's going on as I'm moving in their direction, ready to whoop the ass of three men that are breaking into my daughter's car. Right. And uh, it turns out they were kids and they were like, we, we, we live, we're right across the street. And so they're like our friends, the neighbors, they weren't their children, but they were like staying over and they were playing hide and go seek. They're 14. They're playing hide and go seek. They're hiding behind, you know, beside Likely story. Yeah. No, no, no. It's true. Like I know, I know these boys. Um, they play football with Vince, my thirteen-year-old. Yeah. So, in my defense, one of them is the high school coach, head coach's son. He's like six-one. So, when I thought they were grown men, I really, I really thought they were grown That's men. Fair, yeah. But they pissed themselves, I'm sure, and it was, you know, whatever. So, I talked to their parents and was like, "Hey, you know, this is what happened." If he says I was a little harsh, and he was like, "Well, Cooper didn't even tell me he was. He shouldn't be over there." Playing, playing hide and go seek at fourteen years old. So uh, yeah, I'm dead. That's sure. what I was going for. Dead. All he did was he told us that he punched the wall. <laughs> so so within a day or two of that, I ended up uh, talking to the kids about the the punch, the wall punch situation, and probably shouldn't have. Such a great story. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mentioned this to you, Mike, a while back, but Kayla and I have been considering. Having a baby, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Let's do yeah. it, yeah. So, um, I mean, not right now. I mean, everyone else here is so this know, news roughly our age and having kids. So knew beforehand, and the rest of us didn't. Well, if you listen to the podcast, you would know because we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, on so, me, Mike, <laughs> and thousands of other guys. Sorry. Know. <laughs> yeah, no, so um, we had a, an OB appointment recently, huh. and um, got the all clear. Like she said, you know, there's nothing, you know. Your Michael Phelps or yeah. Well. well, no, no, no. We didn't go that far. It was mostly like, <laughs> "Hey, uh, she's thirty-seven. I'm thirty-nine. What? What are the odds? Like, what goes wrong? That kind of appointment." And she said, "You know, forty is the new twenty-five when it comes to babies. Like, there's really not concerns. There's a lot of testing you can do and that kind of thing." So she gave her the all clear. She did say, "Kayla's on TRT." She did say that she wanted her to discontinue that. And I thought, like, I'm going to ask Ken, is this a real thing? Like, huh. do do women because she's not. She's not taking super physiological levels that would be harmful to a fetus. She's taking what she would have. You know what I mean? Normal. Right? Yeah. So I'm curious. I know. You know. She she was like, "Well, um, you'd have to stop." And I was like, "No." God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I think we've since decided against it. But the I just baby thought it, we're stopping the baby. Okay. I think uh, we're still kind of you know. Um, once we got the green light, it became real and like a little bit scary. We've got four kids already. Mm-hmm. So it became a little bit more scary and, and more real. And we're like, and you, I know, don't know. you know, the plumbing works. You still have a window. I mean, maybe I, I haven't been on HCG in years. So anyway, um, so we might. Atrophy. No, not much. I mean, I mean, a little. I stopped taking HCG like a year ago. How is it? Um, it's it's definitely helped with me not feel like I definitely feel like the HCG was like causing a lot of like the acne on my scalp yeah. and things like that. And so not being on that has definitely helped a ton. But yeah, I mean the biggest thing is just uh 
the atrophy. But like, I feel like there's a little bit of, um, I feel like there's a little bit of like vanity that goes with that. Like, oh, I've got huge balls, right? And so it's like, <laughs> I mean, like, right? Yeah. You know what I'm like saying? Like, contrast better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the rule. Of, I mean, I've said this on the podcast before. That's that's the number one rule in the steak industry, right? right. Yeah. Smaller potatoes make the meat look bigger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm on a, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on okay a maintenance level. Fine. No no yeah. side effects from it. No. Yeah. Everything's going smooth. It's maybe it's, funny to me how those two things, like testosterone is like milligrams per milliliter. And yeah. then we always talk about HCG in units. Yeah. And it's like, why can't we just standardize? Like, why do we have yeah. to do this, like, English-American, like, metric versus uh, just standardize yeah. it? It's annoying. And it, it confuses a lot of people, mm-hmm. sure. Even myself, I deal with it all the time. And I was just um, reconstituting some uh, semaglutide. Oh. And <laughs> some semaglutide. And had to really think hard about how many milliliters of water I needed to put in to make a certain dose at a reasonable milliliter draw you know mm-hmm. was yours was yours not already shipped to you that way or ready to go mine was you had to reconstitute it no what do you say mind your business uh, all right <laughs> it wasn't for me <laughs> it, it wasn't for me it wasn't wow. mine it came from a great market pharmacy he was holding for someone <clears throat> i was holding i was helping out reconstitute Fine. someone else's semaglutide never happened mine comes from the yeah. pharmacy on the up and up reconstituted cold, cold. Yeah. 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 <laughs> i just uh, i was just reconstituting my acg last night didn't come reconstituted it does no, it doesn't. You know where it comes from. It's been a long time since I've had oh, HCG. Right. So when it comes from Revive through Matrix, it doesn't. You have to do your own. Yep. And I, I look at it three or four times. <coughs> okay, six mils. Yeah, yeah. Their kit's really nice though. Yeah, it really. It's amazing. Well, and I, every time that I do my draw for my tea, I'm always like, why can't the draw and like the, like, why can't the syringe work like how it does for when I'm reconstituting HCG, how it, like you pull it out yeah. and then it like, it draws it for you. Yeah. Basically. And I'm like, oh man, Get this is great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there drawing tea out. It's just like <clears throat> leaking into the needle. Just do you not use the lower lock syringes and just swap them out? I don't, I don't do intramuscular anymore. I do. You don't have to. So I do sub Q. No, the ones that the ones that Matrix sends now have this little on the end of it. You don't have to. It's not lower. Like it's it's. Uh, yeah, I just collect those. I don't use them. There's this plunger now, and it makes sure it makes sure you it plunges that last little bit of tea. Yeah, yeah. No, I I have those in my lower locks as well. It's not the oh, it's not the yeah. tip. It's yeah, yeah. the syringe that has. The syringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matrix sends me whatever you know, and I just keep them for because uh, I get the thirty one. Yeah, I keep them for like the peptides and stuff. Yeah. For the testosterone, I use a one mil lower lock. I use a twenty gauge. I draw it out in like one and a half seconds. I swap it to the twenty eight gauge, and I inject with it sub Q. That's what. Um, is that what wait. you buy for yourself? Yeah. You don't take what Revive sends you or Matrix sends you. No. I should probably. I like the ones that I've they sent. The ins- I've been buying insulin needles for like probably two years. I think you're the one that yeah. started getting me on insulin needles. So yeah. I buy like a 31 gauge, mm-hmm. but I draw and inject with that. So like yeah. it's just like it's watching a long paint time. Yeah. No. Yeah, you can like, backfill it too if you wanted to just use like one lower lock with a 20 gauge. You can fill that up, pull the plunger on the insulin syringe, and shoot it through the back. Put the plunger back in. 
I've always felt like I've like I couldn't manage the like getting the plunger back in without it like yeah. shooting out. So you have to you have to kind of set it in there with no pressure, and then you have to tip it over and let it all drain, and then you have See, to push and I'm it just, through. I'm not a David Copperfield kind of guy. But by like that, that time, you're still like at the one mark, trying to pull it back with a 31 gauge. I have to give my cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to give her totally uh, totally amoxicillin in her food. So you know, I, I use the plunger and, and all that stuff. I get it. I get it. Do you oh inject gosh. your cat in the penis? I have. It's a girl. Transitioning. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the last topic I have is um, I'm considering making a supplement, and when I say considering making it. I mean, I'm like well into the. Um, You're gonna own a pharmacy now. Too? Testing phase. Testing phase. I've got samples on the way, um, and I'm working with one of the matrix specialists, Jacob Jacob Fleck. I don't know if this is legit. Have, yeah, it's legit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I noticed an uptick of guys complaining about ejaculate volume after starting TRT, mm. and it's you know low or high. Low. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty well it's known way that. Too much. That, I can't handle it. <laughs> My girl's swimming in it, bro. <laughs> no, so it, it tends to go down if you're not on HCG with TRT. Yeah, it'll go down. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and there's things you can do, but you have to buy like five different bottles of things and take five different things from you know zinc and all this stuff. There's like the there's a name for it that's hilarious. Gorilla like, mode. Lock and load. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So lock and load is 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 the most effective out there, um, but it's always sold out. You can't get it. It's always sold out. If you go to their website, but it's it's I'm talking about like a combination of like five different supplements that you would take. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Gorilla Mode has most of those things. Well, what we have done is combined more beneficial things. And I'm not a scientist. I've talked to Jacob. I've got a list of what all's in it uh, that I'll reveal at a later date. But instead of a capsule, so there's another there's another good one out there. You have to take nine capsules a day. No one so, wants to do that. No. Seems a little aggressive, right? So it's it's a mixable, a soluble powder. You mix it in. It's got you know some flavor in it, and you drink it. Eight ounces of water, um, and it, it, among many many other things, it increases your um, the quality of your sperm and the volume of your sperm. So uh, I'm thinking about calling it "Leave No Trace of Her Face." <laughs> wow! <laughs> just, just kidding about that. Uh, Let's or, talk about what, what is a or come can't, in can't wait for, for standard... pastor's notes this week. <laughs> <laughs> is the standard ejaculate a tablespoon? Right? Uh, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's like between one and two. One and two Something tablespoons. Like that, yeah. So obviously, a low ejaculate would be less, less than. Yeah. Maybe I'm not a sitting t- here. Maybe a teaspoon. It, it's not even measuring with a tablespoon. So how do you, how does a regular man know? So I can tell that there's been a drop in. My, it's never too low, unless I guess maybe you're trying to conceive. There's been a drop in mine. It's not something that I'm super concerned about. I'm not a porn star, so. But actually, can it can it also be with hydration? Yes, you that's a big yeah, one. Drank yeah, it's a big water one. in the day. Mm-hmm. But the t- the TRT is fairly well known too. Okay. Just slightly. So it's something that guys notice, and a lot of guys care about it. I, I'm not actually going to name it coming in hot or leave no trace of her face. It'll be tasteful <laughs> and classy because the, the lock and load and stuff. <laughs> and I'm not even going to market it directly at the ejaculate volume thing. It'll be more, you know, motility driven. Um, so 
Does this affect, does this combo also affect the viability and the motility of the sperm? Yes. Quality? Yes. So it has the same effects as HCG or Clomid would? Um, not in an HPTA type. Like the luteinizing in the Yeah, it's got nothing FSH, to, yeah so. it, it's just, it it's not going to keep it going. It, so it's not going to keep you fertile if you're not on HCG. It's just going to increase what you already have. Okay. In a natural way instead of a... It's all supplements. It's, you know, zinc and magnesium. And, gold yeah, metals. All, all things that you can buy off of Amazon. Okay, keep going. <laughs> what was that? Um, Jacob came up with some pretty specific uh, formulations. And, yeah, so instead of having to take nine capsules in a day, you just... Nine injections. Well, powder mix. Now, I, I will say that the... Um, Lemon, lime, or fruit punch. The, like, yeah, it's like the Pedialyte. Packer, <laughs> Pedialyte powders. The packer said that a lot of Five the ingredients are going to taste terrible, and there's a real good chance that the flavoring that they're putting in it is not going to be enough to make it, you know, but... Whether it tastes good or tastes bad, if you if you buy one you know fifty dollars supplement that lasts four to six weeks versus one hundred twenty dollars in yeah. pills and you're taking fourteen. Just go to Robitussin and ask them for the grape flavor they put in like their cough medicine. If you can get kids to drink that stuff, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of adults drink, drink that. All for, sorts yeah. of stuff. <laughs> what, what, what is that called? Kids Rob- used to do back in the day. Whippets. No, it was with Robitussin. <laughs> Robitussin. They used to pour it in drinks. Uh, oh, lean. Lean. Yeah. Maybe that's lean. what it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was like yeah. codeine. Yeah, codeine. Codeine. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. maybe I'm, I was mixing. Put Jolly Ranchers. Maybe and like. Stuff. Uh, oh wait, not as a medication, but as a way to get. Yeah, to get high. To get okay, high. so yeah, yeah, lean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. To maybe you mix it in with like a pre-workout. He's, there we go. Yeah, that's, maybe. Yeah, I thought about that too. I mean, doing something like that, I would put it. I drink um, Spark in the mornings. Might put it in with the spark. That's all I got. Unless you want to talk about G spots. Let's do it. What are they? Where do we find them? Coming in in sideways. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.